You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. This is Turn Knowledge to Profit, where entrepreneurs like you find the insights, experience, and tools they need to earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream of. Now, here are your hosts for Turn Knowledge to Profit, entrepreneurs, speakers, and authors, Janelle and Michael McCauley. Welcome, and thank you for joining us on Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm Janelle McCauley, and along with my co-host, Michael, each week we bring you the insights, ideas, and tools that you need to earn more, make a bigger impact, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream of. Later in our show, in our Business Builder segment, Michael and I will be talking about how you can get multiple uses from your existing content by repurposing it to appeal to different audiences. But first up, it's our success interview. And today we're talking with entrepreneur and amazing sales coach, Liz Detterer. Liz helps women in business speak their value so they can close clients quickly. And Liz and I recently had a phenomenal conversation about sales and positioning and being authentic. And after that conversation, I knew I had to share her with you. Welcome, Liz. Thank you for having me, Janelle. I'm so excited. I'm really excited to have you share what you do and, you know, how you teach women how to have the sales conversations because it is something that so many people struggle with. But before we do that, I would love to have you share just a little bit about yourself, how you started your business, how it's evolved, and um, just a little bit about your story. Totally, yeah. So um, I teach sales, and the fabulous irony is that I've never considered myself a salesperson. So I'm not the one coming to the table saying that I had the biggest accounts and I was out there breaking all the numbers. I wasn't. I, I didn't like anything about it. <laughs> and mm. now I find myself in the sales trainer position um, really organically. So I'll share with you kind of how that came about. I am. Um, you know, I guess looking back, I did have sales roles in my career, but I, I gravitated more towards um, the time freedom, flexibility, and the fact that you could get a company car. When it came to the metrics, it always just rubbed me the wrong way, and I would even sometimes say to um, to my supervisor or whomever, you know, you manage the numbers. Let me just go out and talk to people and like somehow it all magically comes together. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, professionally, I was in retail. I grew up in the stores, uh, moved into the corporate side, was in wholesale for a while. Um, that's really where kind of the most official sales hat, if you were, came in. But I just thought as a way to connect with store owners. It was fun for me. Um, everything shifted. And alongside that that journey, I always kind of had my toe in the entrepreneurial water, um, selling clothes on eBay and making a business out of that, but never took it to where it was really anything. Um, My last corporate job, uh, about three weeks into it, I found out I was pregnant. And it was just in that moment and, you know, probably of my lifetime movie would show it as this one moment where everything's spinning, but it was probably over the course of a week or so that I pretty much decided that, you know what, if I'm ever going to do this business thing and really be the um, available home-based mom that I want to be, mm-hmm. um, I got to do something now. 
So I had this business opportunity presented to me where it was kind of like a franchise and I would be selling websites to local businesses. And Mm -hmm. that's what I started doing. By the time my daughter was seven months old, I was out of corporate on my own in business and selling websites and marketing to, um, to local businesses. It was through that process that this whole sales training kind of was born because I realized you know, I had the opportunity to ask myself the question, instead of what do you need to do, what do you want to do? And I looked, um, you know, at the evidence to make the easiest transition. And where my clients at the time were getting the most value was not from the websites. It was really from these kind of sidebar conversations that I was having with them while I was hanging out in their store or on the phone or whatever. And smartly, my accountant says to me, you know, Liz, that's called coaching or consulting, and you can get paid for that. (laughs) I was like, Mm. no way, I can get paid to talk? Um, And I started looking at one of these conversations I'm having with people and realized, oh, I do have valid business advice to give to them. And what it was around was their point of acquisition in their business. So I shifted to um, business coach, and um, interestingly, my income dried up. And it wasn't because I was really doing anything different. It's because I was selling my expertise versus a tangible product. And all of a sudden, my money stuff came into the equation. So that's kind of how that was born. Through this process of becoming a single mom, I've got to figure out how to have sales conversations. So I actually reached out to a national training company that put me through this huge assessment program, and um, they come back on the phone to give me the results, and I'm convinced that they're going to tell me I'm sales broken, don't pick up the phone again, just go be a greeter at Walmart or something like that. And they mm-hmm. actually came back on the phone and said, you have, uh, we've never seen results like this. You have a 100% perfect score in closing. Our average is 60. Wow. So we don't even know what to tell you. Whatever you're doing is gold. So the best part of that was, you know, A, the validation that I am good. I'm not business broken. And B, that whatever I'm doing is working and just to document it. So I did. And I had clients kind of in my, in my horizon at the time and started documenting what I was doing. Now I was excited to go get more sales conversations to kind of see, are they right? Is this, is this right? Mm-hmm. And they were. They absolutely were right. I can, I'm, a, I'm a great closer. <laughs> um, and I started documenting what I was saying, how I was saying it, and all the nuances. And decided to start testing it with some of my clients and saying, I don't know, I'm doing this kind of script. Why don't you guinea pig it in your business. And next thing I know, my clients are having sales conversations where they're closing maybe one out of every five or seven or ten people to all of a sudden they're at 80%, 90%, some even at 100% close rate. Mm. And I was like, this is gold. And then my clients started telling me, um, we got to get you out there because women need this. Mm -hmm. And uh, what a gift. So that's how I became a sales trainer, <laughs> from sales broken to sales trainer. Who knew? Interesting. Well, you said so many things, um, and that's why I love asking this question. Just talk about um, your business and how it kind of came together, because the one of the common themes that we have with successful entrepreneurs is they start one place, but they end up someplace very different, and they never could have imagined 
where they're, you know, that they're going to end up where they are. Um, because it really is an evolution and adjusting it and listening and taking it in. The thing I love about what you're talking about is you're really talking about communication skills. You're really talking about building relationships. Um, I think a lot of people, when they hear the word sales, they think of kind of slimy, tough conversations, but it's really about understanding what someone needs and listening to that and then offering a solution. Um, you know, when you talk about, um, you know, having people test your, your scripts that, or the things that you were documenting, um, we often wonder what value we have to, to offer I was talking to someone at an event last week and it gave them a couple suggestions on some things that they could do. And, you know, you'd think I'd like given them gold because mm -hmm. you could just see the wheel spinning as, as, as Michael and I were talking to them. And then, you know, they came back just a few hours later and said they had a follow-up conversation with someone based on what we talked about and they'd already closed a client. Oh my goodness. And it's like, I mean, I, I knew it was good, but, you know, I, and I, I sometimes discount that, you know, I don't have that, that much to offer, but I realize that we really do have a lot to offer, and it's kind of finding that, that gold within us and addressing those stories as they come up, because a lot of people do have those money stories that really block them from even having those conversations. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting. I want to kind of follow up on what you're saying, and I love that you had that experience and that you got, they got the instant gratification and you got the instant validation. I think why we, um, especially as women, have this belief that, um, you know, we lack value in other things is honestly, and this isn't probably what people want to hear, but it's from what I've discovered to be true, is that um, people lack taking action. So you can give all idea, the best ideas and spout them from the rooftop and give them away for free. I mean, this whole, your whole radio show is full of just gold. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that any of the, the ideas are bad. It's just the, the degree of implementation that people take is so small. And I actually met with a financial advisor one time who just was just, I mean, what a mentor this person is to his entire organization. And I said, why do you give all this stuff away? You could, like, have a business coaching business. I mean, there's a thousand ways you can monetize it. He says, I give it away because people need to hear it. And the number of people that ever act on it is probably one out of the 10,000 that I spoke to. Wow. And I was like, that's a shame. That's a shame. That is. That is. And that's the opportunity of a sale. That's the opportunity of growth in business is, you know, action, mm -hmm. just jumping into movement. And I absolutely agree. And I think in sales, um, I find that it's the little things that make a big difference. I think people think that they've got to totally change what they're doing. Um, for us, the biggest thing is just really asking for the sale, asking for those, let's set up that follow-up call. Let's, you know, take that next step. And one of the things I find, too, is also 
really challenging people if if this isn't right for them and you know sometimes it's you know whatever you're offering is not right but then what are you going to do because you've just told me that you've got big goals and you know you've laid out what you want to do and if this isn't right what are you going to do to move yourself forward to reach those goals because it's not just going to the magic wand just doesn't appear it's not going to happen unless you get into action mhm Exactly. It all comes down to um, implementation of the information received. So many people mm-hmm. are just sitting back and collecting knowledge, and it just comes down to taking that, um, I call it a bold, bold, imperfect action. Don't wait to get it right. I heard a quote that if you wait to get it right, you've waited too long to start moving. Mm-hmm. I agree, and I think that you've got to take it because then just like you're, when you're you know, in the car and you're driving, if you take a wrong turn, your GPS can help you self-correct. But mm-hmm. if you don't do anything, you don't even know that it's the perfect action because you've got to try it and then tweak it, and that's how, just like you talked about, you, know, you take these steps and then you adjust them and you get the feedback and then you, you really know you're on the right track. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be where I am today, um, which still, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I have so much further to go. So it's not that I'm, you know, sitting upon tower high or anything, but, you know, I've been in business five going on six years. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't make it there. And listen, I had some rough patches going through there, but the way I've sustained is by just taking action, bold imperfect, albeit sometimes really clumsy and um, oftentimes audacious, um, but, but just action, doing something, picking up the phone, calling someone, mm-hmm. sometimes sending an email, but nine out of ten times I'm trying to get somebody on the phone because that's where the juice happens. Absolutely. Um, we need to take a real quick break, but when we come back, I want to continue our conversation um, and get you to share maybe um, some, some tips or some things that, that people can do to get started, because I think that's so important. This Perfect. is Janelle McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting, creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. Welcome back. In our success interview today, we're having a fabulous conversation with Liz Detterer. She's an entrepreneur and an amazing sales coach with so much to offer. And if you missed our conversation before the break, you need to go back and listen to it. And I love, Liz, that the thing you were talking about as we're going into break is really taking, you know, that bold, imperfect action, getting into action to get results. 
Absolutely. I think um, so many times in business and especially in, in our world of women entrepreneurs, especially in the coaching segment, there's so much distraction and noise online about funnels and lead pages and all of that sort of stuff. And this is not to knock any of that. Those all hold a place and have absolute value. And they all cost money, a learning curve, etc. There's, mm-hmm. you're exchanging some sort of currency for them, whether it be time or money or what have you. So where I just always encourage people to start, especially when they're on the, the low to no budget side of things, is make a list of the people that you already know in a professional context. The people who have seen you do some sort of work right, mm-hmm. especially if it's within the business that you're doing um, or if you're, you know, shifting from uh, corporate or something like that, people who know you professionally. And make a list of three, five, ten. It doesn't have to be a million people, just a mm-hmm. few that you have their phone number and you can pick up the phone and have a conversation with and say, listen, in all transparency, I am calling to kind of bring you up to speed on what I've got going on. Mm-hmm. And I'm relaunching a business. I'm kicking things off. I'm doing, you know, insert whatever that is. Who do you know that you could introduce me to that um, might be able to move me along further in this conversation? Mm-hmm. And what you're doing there is you're not asking for business because that feels weird sometimes. You're not asking for anything so specific. You're just reintroducing yourself to the individual and saying, who else do you know that kind of sort of maybe fits what you think I'm kind of sort of maybe doing? Mm-hmm. And now you've got a new person on your horizon that you can call up really genuinely and warmly and say, hey, John, I was just talking to Sally the other day, and mm-hmm. um, she said to give you a call. I'm working on this initiative, wanted to run it by you, and would love to... to get your ideas about it. Who do you know that might be able to help me, you know, continue on this path? Mm-hmm. And after uh, enough yeah. phone calls, somebody's going to say, you know what, I, I'd like to learn more about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you never know until you have those conversations. We were talking to someone yesterday and, um, you know, talking about something totally different and at the end just said, you know, we, we're doing some, some new things. Here's what we're doing. Um, if you know anyone and they said, well, actually, that's exactly what I need. <laughs> you just, you don't know. You've got to have those conversations. And if you're not getting results, get some feedback on what, you know, what you're sharing why is it maybe not, are the words not resonating? Um, that's why I love eWomen Network so much because it's a really safe environment to practice your languaging and to get to some responses and ask people, when I say this, what does it make you think of? Are you on target? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And if you have past clients too, go back to them. Great questions I love to ask past clients is, you know, we all transition and evolve. I like the word evolve better than transition, but we all evolve in business as we should, as we hone in on our expertise, et cetera. And whenever I can kind of feel that bubbling up within me, I'll go back to the five or ten most recent clients that I've loved working with the most and say, how, given the work that we've done together, how would you introduce me to someone? What's the language you would use? And then I take that and now that becomes the language that I use. 
because if that's how they're describing me, that's what I'm going to run with. And it's not about ever getting it perfect because I love the Maya Angelou quote that people remember how you made them feel, not always what what you said, and I'm totally mm-hmm. paraphrasing there. But when you're genuinely, authentically having a heart-to-heart conversation with somebody, people get that. Nobody wants to see you fail. They want to help you. Mm-hmm. And if you're call up and you might be stumbling over your words, it's okay. It's okay. I was working with a client um, on this exact same strategy. She hadn't had a sale in about six months. Um, Not only was it starting to devastate her financially, but, I mean, the confidence was just, she said it's as low as she's ever had it. It Mm -hmm. just really was at base zero. And um, I just said to her exactly what I just shared with you guys. Um, Go to the people who you already know, who you're comfortable picking up the phone and having the conversation with, Mm -hmm. and shamelessly, and transparent, be transparent in your ask. And we crafted a quick script together, just as I just gave to everyone a moment ago. And she's, and she's a New Yorker, so she's, you know, no one in New York wants to dilly-dally or waste any time or anything, so this might be more of a regional strategy than national. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, the approach was, listen, I'm just in all transparency, I'm calling to talk to you about my business because I'm mm-hmm. actively growing it and looking to take on more clients who are fun to work with. Mm-hmm. And I thought you'd be a great place to start of people you can introduce me to. Mm. Oh my gosh, nothing about that says I'm broken, need money. <laughs> nothing mm-hmm. about that says I had a hard time getting out of bed this morning because I haven't had a sale in six months. Everything just says positive, optimistic, and totally transparent. And she, out of that got three consultations and closed one client. And she's an interior designer with a five-figure price point. So that one script completely revolutionized her trajectory for this year and going forward. Wow. And I love the, the languaging. And you know, I think it's, it really is about shifting your thinking from trying to sell them something to really providing a solution and finding that common ground so you can really help um, someone be successful. I think we, we don't want to have a sales conversation, so we aren't sharing what we have to offer in our value. Well, this is exactly why my brand is selling with service. And the, the, the premise behind all of that is exactly what you just said, which is you take yourself out of the equation. You don't bring any sales energy into the conversation because that's bringing your wants, your needs, your desperation into the conversation. Mm-hmm. And you just have a conversation with somebody from a really um, confident, genuine place and you figure out the best way that you can serve them. Sometimes the best way you can serve them is to give them a referral, send them off to somebody else. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the best way you can serve them is to give them a little, take two of these and call me in the morning. Give them a little quick fix and follow up. Mm -hmm. Key key part being follow up. Sometimes the best way you can serve them is to hold them at a higher level and say, let's hold hands and kind of do this going forward and what that will look like is. Mm-hmm. But none of that has anything to do with, I got a sale. <laughs> it's all right. about, I want to really solve your problem, and here's a few ways that we could do that. Mm-hmm. 
And then that gives you great confidence to have more conversations because you realize that once you get it right, it really is about about serving and a being of service and really, you know, offering the value that you have to those who can use it and need it. Exactly. And you have, to, you have to understand and appreciate discernment too. You have to know and have the confidence in your ability to um, have conversations that the one in front of you, you don't need them. Mm-hmm. And here's what I mean by And you have to have the confidence to be able to say that and be able to, to look that in the face and, and own that. And here, here's an example of that really working out um, in a way that I didn't anticipate. I had a sales call about 18 months ago. And I knew within the first 10 minutes, because this is a script that I teach in the Close Clients Quickly system, um, but within the first 10 minutes, I knew that this prospect is not ready to move forward. She doesn't need what I have to offer. And honestly, she doesn't even need coaching. She just needs to kind of get her butt in gear on a few things. So I said that to her on the call. Just so you know, in all transparency, I'm not going to move forward with an invitation to continue working together today. I'm just going to give you a few, a few quick fixes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I strongly encourage you not to go tire kicking to other business coaches because you, you've got to skin your knees a little bit right now. You've got mm-hmm. to go out and test the waters. And she was so blown away. She's like, I can't even believe that you didn't take this opportunity. I said, no, why would I sell you something? You don't need it. Like, that's mm-hmm. crazy to me. And I actually had her write a testimonial on how good the sales call was and even say Liz wouldn't offer me anything because she knew I wasn't ready. So I just thought that was really fun to grab the testimonial. So I know her locally. You know, we've had some conversations, whatever. And she's, I'm aware of what she's doing. Never on my radar to follow up with. I just see her. I show up. That's about mm-hmm. it. I put something on Facebook a while ago, maybe three, four weeks ago at this point, and um, just, you know, talking about some client results and how this client increased their income from, you know, 600% within the first 30 days. Another client had their first $40,000 a month, uh, 30 days into working together. So just had to do some shameless bragging. She messaged me on Facebook and said, I think I'm ready to talk totally unattached to outcomes. We scheduled mm-hmm. an appointment, got her on my calendar. Again, totally unattached to outcome, just showing up to see how I can best serve her. Mm-hmm. Wanted to find out what was going on. And she says, I'm ready now. Let's do this. Wow. Yeah. Because she says, you're, you, you have integrity. You're authentic. You mm-hmm. don't, you're not running any games here. She's like, you're just genuinely helping people. I was like, I'm so glad that came through when I told you I don't want to work with you then because <laughs> mm-hmm. it wouldn't have been right. It would right. not have been right. Right. Well, and that really shows that being authentic and um, just really doing the right thing really comes back to, to serve you. So can you, um, as we wind up our conversation, can you give us a couple of um, tips that our listeners can take if they're really afraid of selling, but they need to get into action? Absolutely. So the number one thing to know is that it's, it's the number one mistake that we all make in, um, in sales conversations is that we make financial decisions for other people. And what that looks like um, and where this could be tripping you up is that you could be prospecting too low because you feel that somebody who might be at an air quote higher level than you might not need your services. 
So to get into action, look at who you have kind of on your lead list. Do you have a lead list? It doesn't, you don't need fancy software. You don't need any of that. I am such a colored pen and notebook kind of girl. Make a list of the first three to five, push yourself to ten maybe people that you know professionally that you might not have connected with in the past three, four, five weeks, and you have their phone number. Pick up the phone and call them. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's Liz. It's been a while since we connected. Just wanted to reach out, see how you're doing, and in all transparency, share with you some updates on my end and see if you might be able to help me out at all. Would love to get your feedback on a new initiative I'm jumping into. Would mm-hmm. love to bounce some ideas off of you. Whatever that looks like. You can do that. Literally leaving a message for somebody takes 2 minutes and 35 seconds if they have all their rings on and they talk a lot in their outgoing message. Mm-hmm. 2 minutes and 35 seconds. If you do that with 10 people, that's 20 minutes, mm-hmm. 23 minutes of your day. Mm-hmm. No reason not to do that. And that is the biggest form of action you can take. And then if you do that the next day, oh my gosh. And, and if 10 scares you, I totally get that. So integrate this formula into your world to start taking action in a really digestible way, which is add two, call one. So every day add two names with phone numbers mm-hmm. to your list, and every day call one. Mm-hmm. If you can do that for five days in a row, you will be so solid, so mm-hmm. solid. It'll, it'll change your thinking. It'll change who you're reaching out to, what you're saying, how you're connecting with people, how you're showing up. It just has this overwhelming ripple effect of positivity and ultimately profitability in your business. I love that. And it's such a simple tip to implement. So I'm going to challenge our listeners to um, do that, to add to and make one call and, you know, share the results on our Turn Knowledge to Profit Facebook page. And let's support each other as we get into action, because I think that's going to really shift the results for so many. You've got so much to offer, Liz, and I know we just barely touched on you know, any of it, and sales is such an important topic. How can our listeners connect with you and learn more about what you have to offer? I love it. So I'm actually going to put out um, an additional challenge, um, kind of piggybacking on what you said, is you know, on the theme of taking bold, imperfect action, here's how we can kill two birds with one stone, call me. Here's my phone number, 917-975-1342. Liz Zetterer, I should be now on your list. You've added now my name, add somebody else, pick up the phone and call me. This is not, it's not going to be a sales pitch. You just heard how I roll. This is just going to be about, oh my gosh, <laughs> you're actually taking action. <laughs> so that's Very the best nice. way. And if you're not ready for that, which I completely respect and understand, um, I want to walk you into my ebook, Speak Your Value, 
scripting.com, which actually continues with the theme of scripting and gives you some kind of conversation nuggets that might make your life easier when it comes to networking, when it comes to having some conversations around and about money and specifically for your business. And again, that's speakyourvalueallTraditionalspelling.com. Thank you so much, and we will put a link to that on our Turn Knowledge to Profit um, radio page, too. So thank you so much for all of your wisdom. I love the scripts, um, and I'm going to have to try some of those. Thank you so much. Go for it, and then call me and keep me posted. (laughs) I will. We need to take another real quick break, and when we come back, it's our business builder. Stay tuned. This is Janelle McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. I'm looking for a certain kind of woman, and I think you know her. She's an entrepreneur that is highly connected, successful, significant in her own industry, and considered the go-to woman in her community. She's received so much from so many women in business, she's ready to give back to others on their journey, lifting as she climbs. Hi, this is Sandra Yancey, and I'm the founder and CEO of eWomen Network. I'm looking to connect with the woman I've just described who lives in your community so that we might have a conversation about how eWomen Network's proven success system can provide her a platform to elevate her success and ability to support women in business. Our international community of managing directors are influencing the speed of success for women in business around the world. If that sounds like something that you want to be part of or know someone we should talk with, send an email to managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. That's managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. And let's start the conversation. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. Welcome back. This is Michael McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. As always, I'm here with Janelle, and in our Business Builder segment today, We're going to talk about how you can serve a much bigger audience with your current products and services by repurposing your existing content. I love this topic because I love to be able to repurpose content and not be able and not have to create new content each time. But I'd love to have you, Michael, explain what repurposing your content means, because I don't think a lot of people understand it. Well, you know, Janelle, a lot of people think that to build out a product line with entry-level, mid-range, and high-end premium products, they need to create a new product every time. But that's just not the case. Repurposing really means doing more with what you already have. It means that you can keep your great, great content and just change the format, change it to fit different audiences, different needs. You know, we worked uh, a while back with a coach 
uh, we were in her structured coaching program, uh, and this coach was Lisa Sasevich, and she used to always say, don't change your message, change your audience. And there's real power in that because as a coach, you have a core message and there's no reason for you to continually create new messages or create new products. Really take that same message and repurpose it so that you can use it for entry level products and services, mid range products and services and premium products and services. Well, and I know that's one of the reasons we always love to see what other coaches, speakers, and authors are doing because I know we often get ideas of how we can use what we've already got and maybe try it a different way to reach a different audience. So now that people understand what it is, the next question is how do coaches, authors, and speakers repurpose their content? Well, you know, it's interesting because we generate so much content today and I would bet that every coach or speaker or author who's out there has lots and lots of content, you know, lying around, if you will. And they really just need to look at that and repurpose it or think of different ways that they could use it. So, for example, if you have a blog and most people do have a blog today, could you take a series of posts that are related to one another and string those together to create an ebook? So rather than writing an ebook from scratch, you take your existing content, your blog, and you repurpose it into an ebook. Um, another example might be um, could you use an existing web course that you have, an existing e course, as the basis for that book you've always wanted to write? Or could you? package that e-course with some one-on-one -on -one coaching at a higher price point as a VIP program. So there's lots of ways to repurpose things. Um, you know, for us, I mean, for, for one example is we have a podcast like this. And what we do is we have segments of that podcast transcribed. We use Fiverr, so they'll transcribe up to 15 minutes for $5. And then we clean up that transcription and we use that for our blog posts. So we get double use out of it. So there are lots and lots of different ways to repurpose your content. You just have to step back and think out of the box a little bit. Think about uh, how could I use this existing product or service that I have and change it so that it appeals to and is useful for a different audience. Now, those are some great ideas. And I know that you can also use your blog for tweets and Facebook posts, pull out, pull out some of your favorite quotes and turn them into memes that you can post on Facebook or on Pinterest if that's your audience. So I think that's another great thing to do. Also, we ask our podcast hosts if they have a blog that they'd like to share that it really reinforces the message on the radio show. So look for other opportunities to share your message and to expand your reach to a new audience. I think sometimes we get caught in that paradigm of, you know, this is the traditional way to do it. And I think that most successful entrepreneurs are the ones that are looking at non-traditional ways and really getting out of the box to look at how can they reach their ideal clients. 
Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And in fact, you, you reminded me that we do something else with this podcast as well. We do that that meme post in Facebook. We take the transcribed podcast and we do post it to our blog, but we also go through it and pull out quotes. We then use pair those up with pictures and use those for uh, meme posts. So uh, we actually get three uses out of just the one podcast. So you know, I think you're absolutely right. You just need to sort of step back and think about what are different ways that I could do things? What are different ways that I could use the content that I already have? Um, another great example was uh, you mentioned that we have guests give them the opportunity to post to our blog as well. So that's even more content that we can create without having to actually create anything. Uh, again, there's so much content that you create. Um, you, you're, you're so close to it, you don't even notice it, I'm sure. But you can use that content in different ways. Um, and there's nothing wrong with taking a, a blog that you have and then going out and videoing yourself doing that blog and post that to YouTube or post that somewhere else. Um, there's just all sorts of ways that you can uh, repurpose content. Well, and we've even been talking because we're in some Facebook groups and we've gone to events and what we're doing is sharing some of our shows where we've interviewed people that are in part of those groups so people can get to know them at a deeper level, which we hadn't even thought of before. So I think there's a lot of opportunities to just brainstorm and look at ways you can share it. So what would you say is the first step to get people started in repurposing? Well, you know, the first step really, in my view, the first step in anything is really looking at what your clients want or need. So it's not just a matter of how many different ways can you repurpose a particular product or service that you have, but it's really stopping and looking and saying, okay, if I want to appeal to a different audience or a bigger audience, um, what do they want? What do they need? What, what appeals to them? Uh, and it depends on age group a lot of times, it depends on industry, it depends on the topic, uh, a lot of different things. But um, take your one-on-one -on -one coaching, for example. You may be doing coaching with a, a limited number of people because your time is valuable. You know, can you repurpose that coaching in some way into a recorded session? Now, when you record it, is the audience you're trying to appeal to, do they like audio recordings or do they tend to like videos or do they tend to like some combination of those? In, in fact, we just started to work with a marketing person. They had a free offer to do a five day marketing challenge. So we took them up on it. We started the challenge and their content came both in an email and then in a video. So they had repurposed it for two different audiences. Some people like to see it some people like to actually read it. So you could either read the email and get all the instructions you needed to do the assignment for that day, or you could just watch the video and get the same instructions. So they repurposed it that way. Uh, and I suspect that based on what I see in that video, they're probably gonna use it in some other way as well. I just don't know what that way is yet. But um, So that's a, an example of really looking at what your client wants and needs and then appealing to that. Um, the next thing you want to do is take a look at what products and services you already have and where are the holes in your program ladder. So are you missing mid-level products and services? Are you missing premium products and services? Where is the place where 
you can naturally plug a hole with a some repurposed content. Um, and that's really what we do in, in, in our strategy roadmap. We really look at what your client needs are, what your go, uh, company goals are, and what your personal desires are, and then take a look at that, look at your existing products and services, and then figure out where we can start to plug other things in to create a fully diverse product ladder, uh, entry level, medium range, and premium products and services. And I love that because I really challenge all of our listeners to look at your products, look at what you're doing, look at how you're using your information and materials, and find at least one other way to use it, use part of it to get your message out. And I invite you to go to our Facebook page at Turn Knowledge to Profit and share your questions about repurposing or share how you're using your material, how you're repurposing it. And if you're interested in learning more about repurposing or creating a strategy roadmap, send an email to michael at tk2p.com. That's michael at tk2p.com. Share your questions. Let us know how we can support you and join us again next week. You know, this has really been a great conversation. I want to thank all of you for joining us today on Turn Knowledge to Profit. Again, I want to remind you to visit our Turn Knowledge to Profit page on Facebook and share your questions, your insights, and your ahas. And also share one action you're going to take in the next week to turn your knowledge into profit. If you have an idea for our future show, be sure to email me at michael at tk2p.com. That's michael at tk2p.com. Have a wonderful and profitable week. Turn knowledge to profit, where entrepreneurs like you find the insights, experience, and tools they need to earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream about. Join us each Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the EWN Radio Network. To download this week's show, listen to past shows, or learn how to be a guest on the show, visit TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com. Past shows are also available at EWNRadioNetwork.com and through iTunes and Stitcher. Until next time, remember, great companies are built around great products. Leverage your knowledge to live the life of your dreams. Let's continue the conversation and turn your knowledge into profits.